folks. XQ quality, better than HQ, but no one knows what the X stands for, except we're extremely good. <clears throat> Here we go. Welcome to episode 188 of Channel Massive. Holy cow, 188. Yeah. Almost to 200. Almost. Baby steps. Yeah, it'll be awesome when we get there. We're really excited to let you know who our guest host, co-host, is this week. Hello, Mark. Oh, no. <laughs> so good to see you again. Damn it. I've waited so long. Farikosa's back. <laughs> oh, it's sexy girl 88. Oh, I've waited girl. for you inside me. Inside <laughs> <laughs> Jason, oh, welcome back, Jason. Yeah. Hi, guys. How are you? We are well. We are fine. Good to see you. <laughs> Good to see you again. It's been a while. Yes, it has. And I'm sure that there are many listeners out there who are excited because they've mentioned here and there. Yeah, When's Jason going to be on the show? Oh, come on. They're, they haven't, they haven't been true. clamoring yeah. for my return. It's true. I would make it up. a few emails demanding it. Oh, bullshit. You guys are just blowing smoke up And because ass. the people demanded it, we delivered. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Jason was having Well, there a... are there are a few like stipulations, I think. I think Mark required that I come in a cod piece or something like that. Well, of course. Well, with, uh... You know, the, yeah. the one from dusk till dawn. With the yeah, and, and I was kind of, I was really, yeah, for a while there, the negotiations were ongoing. Yeah. It was not set in yeah. stone. Our agents called your agents. And yeah, they, and I was like, you know, codpiece, no. You're whisked away Assless from your... chaps, no. Yeah. Yeah. He, was, he was in the midst of a Thursday night square dancing seminar when, <laughs> when we uh, intervened. Yeah, yeah. Well, welcome back. Do you like what we've done with the studio? Um, no, um, I, I can't say that I have, but you know what? It's always Christmas. Not it's yeah, it is. It's very Christmassy in here. <laughs> it is. I'm just waiting for the pole dancers. Uh, yeah, come down. I know. Yeah, there's room yeah. for three of them at least simultaneously. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Listeners, we've. Uh, it almost feels like I've never left. It is. It like does. Never left. <laughs> and we even we Jason and I drove through Blizzard to come here. It's true. Nah, okay. You it's know, blizzard conditions. It's not blizzard on the ground yet. Yeah, we we haven't quite experienced that yet. But yeah, I think it is snowing now. It was like super heavy snow when I was coming over here. Really? And what I like about driving in snow at night is it always reminds me of Star Wars Lightspeed Jump. Hyperspace, yeah. With the headlights going into the... <laughs> it is. Just, there's so much snow you can hardly see, and it's just all zooming at you, and it's so disorienting. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of cool, too. Yeah. Chewbacca's like... <laughs> kind of hypnotic. <laughs> Yeah, I like yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, it really didn't take much to get me here. It was just like the promise of beer and, yeah, you know, stripper poles. Stripper poles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for this episode, we've got some hearty feedback to go through. And then we're gonna tell you what we've been playing, and then we've got some cool. Well, I guess it depends on how you look. We have some interesting roundtable discussion topics. We're gonna talk about massive layoffs, for one thing. 
that's probably going to be our, our main focus. And we might have a couple bonus items, but I don't want to promise anything. I don't bonus. want to overpromise. Yeah, don't. What we're going to talk about? Underpromise, yeah, overdeliver. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the uh, that's the trait of a good uh, Starfleet engineer, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. You always like Double overestimate. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Exactly. So, underpromise us that you won't email us. And then over deliver with several emails. I like that That's idea. Right. I and like several that iTunes idea. reviews. But email us at mail. M A I L. Oh, it's so nice to have two people do it this time. <laughs> the unholy chorus. At channelmassive.com. Sorry, it made me laugh. We're also on Facebook still, maybe. Do you guys even maintain the Facebook page? No, we need to. What about the Twitter feed? Do you guys even mess with the Twitter feed? I don't know what the password is in the Twitter. No, no, it. But I tweet. I gave you guys the password. I don't even remember. I know. I don't know where it is, but like I tweet all the time now. Well, at least almost Monday through Friday, and then I'll mention Channel Massive in my Twitter. So it's kind of like. Are we on G Plus? What's yeah. that? Yeah, that yeah. Google less, Plus. What the hell is Google did you see Plus? The statistic right? <laughs> that Google Plus has less usership than MySpace. Uh, yeah, honestly, yeah. Millions it's, of users, really nobody pathetic. using it. You know, it's not that I don't like Google Plus. I actually like Google Plus. I do too. I, I like think it's a, uh, it's like a cross hybrid between Facebook, Facebook and for grownups. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, but. Uh, Nobody ever reads it. That's, yeah. uh, that's a scary thing. But you know, hey, we might we might create our own G plus. Yeah. You know, well, it's a good idea. Don't hold your breath. Yeah. <laughs> In <Yeah>. concept, <laughs> it's hard enough for us to get this damn podcast out every it's week. True, it's true. So yeah, mail at channelmaster.com. We look forward to hearing from you. This episode of Channel Massive is sponsored by UGT Servers. When you order Ventrilo hosting from UGT, you get all of the powerful administration features hardcore gamers want and the ease of use that newbie gamers need. With 24-hour tech support, 13 locations worldwide, and a 15-day money-back guarantee, you'd be crazy not to check them out. Head to UGT-Servers.com for all of your Ventrilo hosting needs. You may be right. I may be crazy. It's time for... M-I-L. Haven't done that in a long time. Ladies, we brought a special... Mail gimp for you. Oh yeah. <laughs> Bring in the gimp. I've kind of elected myself to to do the email today because uh quite honestly I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about. What does it all mean? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, well yeah, I've been out of the loop for a while now, so it's it's just seems fitting that I read your emails and I let Mark and Noah respond in kind. In a very and- Entertaining theatrical way, I would hope. Yeah, but I will. I will. And, Excellent. And so, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read this first one. This first one's by Hill Three. We call him Hilgi. 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 Yeah. But it's like Hill Three. Hill. It's Leet. It's Hill Gleet. It's Hilg- Leet Hilgi. Three. Hilg- Leet Leet. Ah, uh, whatever. Hi, dudes. <laughs> I wanted to disagree with something that Ryan said about Jennifer Hepler. He said that. He might be better off at a company like Epic or Blizzard that has so much lore. I'm speaking out of ignorance, as I usually do, because I've never played a game from Blizzard. 
I think that is a question of quality. (laughs) Most people can come up with ideas, but are not capable of writing a story or dialogue. I don't care if a person who is writing for a game actually plays games. I only care if they can write well. I think the writers for Bioware are pretty good. And pretty good is so much better than the majority of developers who suck. (laughs) It's not because they don't care so much about the story or because they're not smart people. It's because writing is so difficult. (laughs) I don't think Jennifer Hepler needs to go somewhere else. I think other developers need to find writers like Bioware. Coming up with ideas is easy, but the actual writing is very difficult to do well. George, and he's quoting here, George, you can type this shit, but you sure as can't help say it. Harrison Ford to George Lucas during the filming of Star Wars. Later, dudes. Hilge. <laughs> Hilge. Hilge. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> and I don't really know. I mean, can we really attribute that last quote to Harrison Ford to George Lucas? Is that, like, fact? I don't know. We'll have to search for it. Anyway, guys, questions, <clears throat> comments? <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. I was kind of surprised when Ryan said that Jennifer Epler should work at Epic. Yeah. Because I think Epic has kind of mediocre stories. But that being said, Ryan is like a huge, super hardcore fanboy of Gears of War, oh. which is not freaking War and Peace, I'll tell you that much. Right. Um, so I was like, why did you say that? And he's like, I don't really know what Bioware does. I'm like, how do you not know what Bioware does? Oh, I know, yeah. So <laughs> I was kind of shocked too. Hilgi, but in respect of our guest, <clears throat> the views I didn't of, say anything. The views of Ryan do not necessarily re- reflect the views of this podcast or the <laughs> people associated with it. Uh, yeah, I was just like, I think Bioware is the perfect place for a story, right? Yeah, now. that's one of the first places you'd want to work at. And that's what you think, and and I, you know, and Blizzard would be a second one potentially. Yeah, Valve has really good writing. Valve's a good example, I think, of writing without having lots of dialogue and screens of text to read, the story's still really good. Ooh, I, I, I can jump in on this. I think Valve is... There good. we go! <laughs> I'm back in the saddle. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Valve is good right in writing as far as, um, like, subtle stuff. Like, they don't, like... You experience the story, yeah, you don't they have don't, to be told they don't, it. They don't tell you, they, they show you. Yeah, they don't throw it in your face. Um, like, I finally beat Portal 2, and I love how they told the story in that. There's, like, things right. that are never spelled out, but you figure right, out Right, exactly, but it's all shown to you. It's not told. Yeah, to it's so cool. So, that I think that's where Valve excels in their in their storytelling. Bethesda does good story. Not as not to the level of Bioware, but that's not well, what they're yeah. all about. I read the super angry review of Skyrim today. It was really? one star out of four. It, call, it was shit. called An Empty Illusion. How could you be so well? There's a there's. You don't want to go there. In fact, when it comes to what we're playing segment, mm. <clears throat> reach. All right, what's our next email? Thanks, um, Ogie. Yes, thank you. Hilge. Then the, the next email comes <laughs> from somebody called M M Agamemnon. Great episode. I liked hearing about your Swotar. <laughs> Full dark side tale for your Sith. Uh, Fortress Craft versus Minecraft. Sounds like they did do a basic shoddy knockoff job of it. It's probably not going to be the end of the clones either, as they get ported all to the other mobile OSs. There's bound to be someone else out there making crap copies of the game, and likely not up to the level of what Minecraft is. The thing is, though, 
he ha he has a brand name in Minecraft, and he's famous for it across those systems. So porting it to Xbox will just bring in bring in more play to it. I'm an indie vet. I'm an indie dev myself, and I have played with the Xbox's dev toolkits, and they're easy enough to pick up for a decent programmer. One thing that MC may have over those other indie games and Fortress crap, however, is that it, he has a brand of he has a brand and and MS Microsoft likes to push their own known publishers out there and make it easier for them easier for them to find them and it's and it's it is to find indie games via fewer clicks in the Xbox 360 interface on live. This is good and bad depending on your point of view as indie developers it's a lot harder to get your name visibly out there. Uh we're gonna do next topic that the guy has Bioware Firestorm. Firestorm laugh a lot with like <laughs> you know exclamation marks, uh, ampersands, <laughs> hashtags, whatever. Awesome. I think I think she should have brought the SmackDown. Jason is right. Jason, who's Jason? I don't know who you're Gamers are, are idiots. It was, was I in on this conversation Apparently last week? Apparently from not. The grave, you... They're projecting. Gamers they are, are idiots. Well, that is one thing, you know, yes, I can totally agree with. Gamers are, are idiots for the most part and jump on stuff like crazy before reading the fucking manual. Do not feed the trolls. I have worked with two female game story writers. Both of them were awesome at it. I really... I don't really agree with her option to bypass the combat, but it's still an idea. I played games that were all story and social interactions and had zero combat. Mm -hmm. I didn't enjoy it, but there are people out there who do. It should be optional for them, and to do things like that in games. There are some games, though, where I have selected auto-combat and it skips forward or steps forward so I don't have to wait around on combat rounds to complete to get to the same result. R. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny you did that because I'm like, what does R stand for? And you told us. What, what's your guess of what R stands for? Um, regards. Very good guess. Yep, that's really? exactly right. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm just going to interject here really quick before I let Mark and Noah run ramshackle run ramshackle through this. Um, can you please uh, make a little more sense during the next email? Like, uh, not. Make me guess what R stands for at the end of your email. <laughs> uh, and, uh, I don't know, other things. Could you not use so many acronyms? I'm glad you knew what RTFM was because I didn't know what that was. Yeah, see, and I did, you know, but, it, you know, I've been, I've been around the block a little bit. But, you know, hey, I when you're writing an email, uh, you know, and if you want <laughs> us to read it to the general public, I'm just saying, you know, lay loose on the acronym. That's all. You know, that, that way... Translation comes out because I could have I could have always read that as red uh, throat fucker mother something like that. <laughs> I would have thought read the freaking manual, but no. you know. But yeah, I mean, well, aren't it, you smart, if, Mark? If I hadn't have known that, you know, I could have translated <laughs> that any way I wanted. Yes. You know. Anyway, just, just, yes. Just food, <laughs> food for thought. I'm a gummer, gummer, non. Thank you, actually, for writing that. Yeah, thank you, Agamemnon. It's always great to hear from you. And on the fork, fort, fork craft, fortress craft versus Minecraft, I actually read a story that kind of ties into this just today by Brian Crescente, who I don't like. Um, <laughs> who I don't like. <laughs> <at> <laughs> Let all. me just throw my personal opinion out there because people worship the ground really that he works off, uh, walks on. He was what, like, founder of Kotaku or whatever, and now he writes it. 
this really cool game news site, Vox Games from The Verge. It's I don't know, whatever. It's a really cool game site. You wrote this actually really cool article about Xbox Live, the death of Xbox Live Arcade. And you talked to a Microsoft employee about it. And it was like, yeah, it is inevitable that it's going to die. It's going to go away because retail games are going to become more and more distributed. Mm. And it's just going to be, it's the online store. And it has full retail games. They're going to turn the marketplace bucks. into what Steam. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then this whole concept of cute little downloadable games that are only 10 bucks, and then the whole swarm of indie games that are always pushed down in the Xbox OS. It's just... Sit uh, downtrodden. Well, do I don't... Well, shoot. I mean, I... Wow. I mean, this is like a whole topic that we can like spend an entire show on, I think. See, Jason? But... Don't count yourself out of the mailbag. <laughs> <laughs> The mailbag is compelling. But, yeah, I really, uh, yeah, we really can't spend the time to, to go into that kind of topic right, right now. But, but I think it does you know, Definitely, in. that's, like, something that, you know, I don't know that Microsoft's really going to do. I mean, that, that, honestly, I mean, Microsoft has made a living. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not around the corner. So... And in order for the new iteration of Xbox Live and the new, whatever their new console happens to come out with, happens to, mm-hmm. it's not in Microsoft's best interest to push down, you know, the uh, independent Indie developers, developers. Yeah. Um, you know, at all. So, I mean, I... But I, they can sell more when they have name recognition, which is what I think Agamemnon's trying to say, and that if they can get that, true. sure, they can just kick Fortress Craft to the curb once Minecraft is ready. Boom. Yeah, exactly, and you know, which is which is fine. I mean, you know, and that, that and that's the thing. It's like I don't want to see like a bunch of uh, Zynga knockoffs of of games showing up on Xbox Live. It's like, oh yeah, you know, uh, let's see, you know, what, whatever the the first game was that came out. What was it uh, with that had uh, that Zynga totally ripped off oh, the, the tower. Yeah, one? well, yeah, well, there was that one, but then there was uh, well, no, even before that, there was uh, like um, Frontierville, or no, no, not Frontierville, even Farmville. Farmville was like stolen, you know, by an indie developer, and so you know, Zynga came out and they were like, well, yeah, you know, we have all this financial backing, you know, we're just going to take this same idea, refine it, and make billion dollars mm-hmm. you know off of off of farmville and that's what happened it was you know farmville is not a real not by any stretch nation actually you know, a game before that the guy got totally you know the developer got totally screwed because of it so you're still hoping that you know microsoft at least keeps some semblance in mm-hmm. development yeah on the line from Microsoft. You know, I mean, you know, right now, you know, you really can't complain about what Microsoft. Well, I mean, you know, they, they've been, you know, they haven't been at the forefront for a while now. The new evil empire is Apple. Yes. You know, and it's pretty clear. I concur. I was a part of it. So. <laughs> you were assimilated briefly. Anyway. But 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 I digress. I hated to hi- I I didn't mean to hijack that conversation. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot this. I'm a gimmanamanamana. Votar level thirty two bounty hunter Zito the heartless.
This is a segment where we're talking about what we're playing. Noah, what have you been playing? Oh, that was <laughs> I totally hijacked a... that shit, didn't I? Um, Woo! This good. is Mark's section to host. Good. Woo! But Mark, you now have a really good example of how to do your introduction yes, next now week. I, now I know how to do it. Oh, yeah. that felt good. I forgot. God. <laughs> I had to get you guys in there because I don't know what I'm going to talk like about. So I, figured, I figured I'd snowball one of you. Whew. Man. Got wow. in there. In and out. That's a pro right there. That's right. <laughs> That's how you do it. Um. So, Noah. Oh. <laughs> what have you been playing? I'm just so beside myself. I don't know what happened. Tell us about it. I feel it. maybe I was violated. I don't know. Uh, last night I finished Dante's Inferno, finally after trying to finish it for two years. Jesus Christ! Yeah, that it's ha- that man. That game has been out a while. I've been on a roll though, make- Jason. Like yeah. I finished Enslaved, then I played through Uncharted one, two, and three. Whoa! Castlevania: Lords of Shadow, which is freaking long. Dante's Inferno, and then I just started on Shadows of the Damned last night because. It wasn't enough to play two games in a row about a demon kidnapping a chick and taking her to hell. I'm going to play a third one. You're hardcore. Yeah. all the Any game that has a chick being kidnapped and taken to hell, I'm going to play it now. There you go. There you go. Shadows of the Damned, though, I, I, I came in pretty excited. I was thinking it was going to be like, what's the game I'm thinking of? House of the Dead Overkill. Because it's supposed to be campy. Right. There's lots of cheesy innuendos and frat boy humor like this dude. Garcia Hotspur, who has a <laughs> voice like Antonio Banderas, his no gun is called Boner, and then like when you upgrade, it's a Super Boner, and there's something else, and like there's boners all these like and Super Boners, Puss and boots. Like the main villain comes in, he's like, "You didn't quite penetrate hard enough with your efforts. You need to have bigger thrust." And it's just oh, like, "Oh yeah," all this cheesy humor. But for some oh, reason, yeah. it's just uh, yeah, it's not quite as shocking. No. Or funny as House of the Overkill. And it's not as shocking as like Dante's Inferno is, which is a fantastic, awesome game. But I'll probably keep playing it, I guess. So you actually like that game a lot. It didn't get very good reviews. And- yeah, it's great. Hmm. It's great. Jason, so much has changed since you were last here. Noah now has a 3D TV, mm-hmm. a Sony PS3, 3D goggles. Really? Yeah. A, a surround sound system. Redid my entire living room and computer desk area. Yep. It's been pretty insane. Yeah, I actually have had people over. How come I haven't over. been invited over? And a over. mail-order Russian bride. I, I feel left out. I well, you have to really play League of Legends a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably true. <laughs> that's a high barrier to entry, though, I know. <laughs> yeah, fair well, Then I guess I'm going to have to remain in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> like a cockroach. <laughs> indeed, indeed. You're such a good friend, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Why okay. did I? Why did I agree to come here again? Uh, I think it was the money. Oh, uh, right. <laughs> right. So yeah, Dante's Inferno is a really great game. I think the reason it was critiqued is it had a lot in common with God of War. You have a lot of those quick time events that happen, but I think visually it's a really well designed game. They have so much to work with from all the classical illustrations, and they really run with it. Character model wise, the character models aren't nearly as impressive as they are in Castlevania: Lords of Shadow, which has beautiful graphics front and for all 20 hours of it um but on the other hand dante's inferno does use rendered cinemas which i have it's been a long time since i played a game that has that final fantasy like enslaved all the uncharted games castlevania shoot i think just cause they all use the in-game models right. because they're good enough and 
Dante's Inferno used pre-rendered cinemas for like four or five main points of the game, and they're really, really well done. Beautiful, still far beyond what our current consoles can do, but make mm-hmm. me hope that next gen will. And so those were good. Uh, the music was good, gameplay's fun, and there's this sh- crappy part at the end that, like challenge arenas, all right, kill this many enemies in one minute. Next, stay in the air for eight seconds. Next, kill all these enemies without using magic. Kill all these enemies with using magic. It's like, oh, whatever. Oh, wow. But other than that, super cool, creative interpretation, lots of nakedness everywhere. Lots <laughs> sweet, of naked boobies. Yes. Wow. And Damn, I guess I got to... There's even I some. Find me a, Jason. <laughs> oh yeah, surprise penises. Double like, side boob penises. Really? Oh well, actually, Castlevania has quite some epic side boob and under boob. Wow. wow. Top boob. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've been playing all those games too. Anything that's got lots of naked boobs, sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's only a matter of time. Simple pleasures. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, what have you been doing with yourself? I've been playing mostly, uh, this week it's been mostly the Old Republic. I'm just trying to get through Chapter 2 with my Sith Warrior. Now, Chapter 2, what does that involve exactly? You know, fill me in. I haven't been playing. Well, for for me in particular, I wrapped up Chapter 1, which was where I I recounted. I kind of went through the whole thing last podcast where I talked about it was like the first 30 or 40 hours of gameplay, isn't it? Yeah, it was pretty... Chapter 1. Chapter 1 was a lot of gameplay. How many levels is that? Uh, I was 34 when I finished. Out of 50 levels? Yeah. And um, basically I I found this um, Padawan Jedi that um, had some special ability to ferret out the truth, who was a threat to my dark overlord. And so um, I went through this all these quest lines to um, eventually bring her to, to my side. And it was pretty cool. Yeah, lots uh, of double-crossing. So you, tur- you turned a Jedi Knight to the dark side. Yeah. How noble uh, of you. Yeah, it was really epic, and I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Uh, basically, I turned, her, I turned her master to the... I, I brought out the dark side in her master, much like Darth Vader was always trying to do, you know, mm. use your anger. And that caused her to go, well, everything you taught me was a lie. And so we had her kill him. and Break down. Yeah. So now I'm on Chapter 2, and I'm trying to figure out, you know, kind of what I'm what I'm supposed to do. And um, I'm really enjoying it. And it's um, it's epic. And, you know, I'm, I like the uh, – I love the space combat on rails. It's fun. I do that, like, every time. And um, just working through that. I've been playing some League of Legends. Uh they gimped Sona, which is my main character for that, but I'm still managing to do pretty well with her, so I'm mm-hmm. happy. Mm-hmm. I found it really... It's been months since I've done this, but I actually went into the whole build websites again. I went oh, to yeah. Fire Because people were bitching at me that I wasn't playing Sona the right way. I'm like, whatever, assholes. I'm playing Sona. I want to play, and you can suck it. Yeah. Um, and so then I'm like, all right, let me learn a different build. Cause somebody's like, Oh my God, your build. I'm like, I'm just using the recommended items in the game. Sue me. I don't give a crap about this stuff. Right. I play it for the kills. So I went, and I looked at a real quote unquote son of build and I played as a support. I wouldn't like get the last hit so that everybody could get gold in their experience. And it's kind of interesting. It was a different way of playing it. How I'm apparently supposed to play it at level three. Not to, not to. If you can't quote it, that's cool. But what, what, what's the bill? Is it all AP or what? What did they recommend? 
I don't recall. It's been oh. about a week. Yeah, I, <laughs> I have my own way of doing it, and I, I just I can't. I don't know if I could ever change it. It's it's just. It actually was an AP because her heel doesn't scale with AP, so it was oh. other stuff. It was oh, different than that. Interesting. It, it was uh, I think it was like cooldown reduction and other. Oh, that makes stuff. sense. So you could just spam heals. And just to give yeah. listeners a little introspective, I have no idea what these yeah, it's well, yeah, I'm sure there's all. plenty of listeners who don't either, which is why when we had the dark days of League of Legends only podcast, yeah. <laughs> dark days. <laughs> they left never to return, but maybe they're back because maybe we only talk about back. League of Legends like just a little bit. Yep. And that, that was my week in gaming. I have I had really good, good time with um, the Old Republic, though. Really fun. So. Have you have you managed to find any of our listeners when your playtime? Has anybody joined um, you? I played with um, Scott um, from South, and I played with Southern Scott. Scott. Military, military Scott. Military Scott. We have all these Scots. We are the podcast of Scots now, Jason. <laughs> Just yeah. so you know. I don't know if I should be, like, um, creeped out by that, or... Well, all of our co-hosts are Jason, and all of our listeners are named Scott. Keep saying simple. It makes total <laughs> sense, so... <laughs> Just massive redundancy. Yes, redundancy. <laughs> Channel massive One redundancy. dies, another takes it. It's totally Cylon. Dies. So what, do you, what have you been playing, Jason? Well, I don't know. It's been a little bit weird. Um, got into Skyrim, of course. I lost myself in Skyrim for the longest time. Uh, played that, finished it. You know, if you could say that you could finish Skyrim, because you can't really finish Skyrim. Um, it's just you know, not possible. I, you know, that game is just so huge. It's like, you know, it's one of those funny things where you play a game like Fallout 3 or Oblivion, you know, games like that. And you think, man, I, I've seen, you know, almost everything there is to see in, in those games. And then you play Skyrim and it's like, man, I played a lot. I finished the main quest. I did a bunch of just bullshit, random bullshit. And I didn't even come close to seeing everything that there was to see in that game. Not even close. Not even a third uh, of what there was. And I and I, I got to level fifty. I did all wow. the all the little side quests, all the the main quest, of course, and everything like that. And and it was still it was not anywhere. I, I I'd like ride past a, a random dungeon that I just never went into. You know, a random, you know, mine or something like that. There were so many points of interest that I just never got to. And I was still, you know, it felt like I had spent, you know, an, an eternity in that game. Um, but a fun eternity. It was. And, <laughs> you know, and honestly, you know, and, and hyperbole aside, I, I, I have to say that it, Skyrim is probably one of the best games I've that's awesome. In my life. A lot of people that... Hands like down. Say, it was yeah. just fantastic. But how does it compare to Fallout 3? Better. Really? Better. Wow. Fallout ten, 3 was infallible for you for a long time. Better. Ten wow. times better than Fallout 3. Fallout 3 was Things fantastic. I, I love that game too, but... Yeah, you know, if I, you know, rank it in, you know... Ten, top 10 games in my life, you know, that I personally... You know, my personal top 10... Yeah, I got I got to rank Skyrim in there. You know, Fallout Three goes there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Sky Skyrim is definitely yeah. Well, I'm I can't waste any more time. 
I could. I could go for a whole episode. And you've you know, also talk. been playing My Little Pony Apocalypse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> my My Little Pony the Apocalypse the Apocalypse the Reckoning. Yeah, the Reckoning. Yes. Oh, yeah, you have to put any the game any game that has the Reckoning <laughs> at have the you end of it. Kingdoms of Amulet the Reckoning. I played the demo of that actually. What did you think of the demo of that? I thought it sucked. Really? Yeah. I thought it was I thought it was way better. Well, I, I thought it was going to suck anyway. I thought it was corny. I, liked it. I thought it was um, you know what? I I thought it was a cheap ripoff of a bunch of games all mashed in. Mhm. Is what I thought. I I thought it was a particularly com- Warcraft? No. Um I, I think I thought it was a combination of uh some of BioWare single player games. I thought it was a combination of uh Obviously, Bethesda's Elder Scrolls series. I thought sure. it was. I thought there was a, a little mashing of the Fable um, series in there as well. So there was like, King, Kingdoms of Valmalur to me was just a mishmash of, and you could see it. You could see influences from every single RPG that I've ever played, like smashed together into one game. <laughs> And that's all it was. To this, me. The Smash Burger. Um, but, you know, that was just the demo. I only played through the demo. And the only reason why I played the demo, of course, was so I can get the unlock. And Mass Effect 3. Mass Effect 3, which ah, yes. maybe we'll talk about later. So, maybe. Um, other things that I've been doing, you know, besides gaming, I guess I could say I've been reading a lot lately. Been reading a lot. That's a good thing to be doing. Been reading. Uh, Fantasy sci-fi yeah. series. I've been reading uh, Song of Ice and Fire, of course. Oh, George yeah. R.R. Martin. Gotta love him. Uh, and uh, Hunger Games, which... Oh, yeah. uh, Excellent. You know, at first, you know, my wife kept harping on me, like, oh, you gotta read this. This is so good. And I was like, oh, God, anything my wife likes, I obviously... Yeah, like obviously. It at all and Buffy uh the vampire yeah exactly Chronicles. you know stuff like that you know she was like oh you got to read the hunger game you're gonna love it and then i was like okay well i saw the trailer for the movie and i'm like well that kind of looks a little... eh, okay whatever so i decided to pick up hunger games so yeah i read that and man gotta say you know just a pretty good huh shameless little crazy plug for a you know, for a movie, I guess. Damn, man, that that book, those book series. I mean, it's they're pretty damn good. So yeah, I've been doing a lot of reading too. You know, kind of getting away from the whole video game thing. You know, for a while, it's like, eh. You know, really. You know, I don't keep up. I'll be perfectly honest with you guys. You know, that I don't keep video game news as much as I, you know, used to. Probably should. Yeah, but that's okay because I find other outlets out there like mm-hmm. general it's been a little refreshing. No, oh, that's cool. Anyway, living life on the other side. On the other side of video games, I guess. <laughs> oh God, I'm listeners. I apologize for the constant <laughs> coughing and sniffling. I have this cold that's just not going away. Mark so looks sorry. like he has captain trips. Yeah, I uh, think I from have the from early, the stand and early stage captain trips. You know, either that or he's like going to turn into one of those zombies from The Walking Dead. In which case, we'll be ending this episode with a shotgun blast. To the <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Head. That's an awesome idea. 
Thanks, Noah. Well, with that in mind, let's, uh, <laughs> let's rapidly hurry on up so I can end my suffering. <laughs> let's move on to uh, some roundtable topics. I'm only happy when it rains. So, for our first roundtable discussion item, we're going to talk about downsizing from a very unexpected location. Blizzard! Blizzard, of all places and people. The creator and runner of the most successful and profitable MMO of all time. Let go of 600 people. You mean the the Lost Vikings? Oh, man, they did. They are actually the people behind the Lost Vikings. You mean... Um, My most beloved platformer ever. You mean uh, the Diablo yep. MMO? Well, not MMO. You mean <laughs> StarCraft Ghost? StarCraft Ghost. It's a ghost because it never actually came <laughs> into the real world. Oh. No kidding. Uh, yeah, it sounds oh, like... Oh, the company behind World of Warcraft. That's right. Yes. In order to... I see Streamline, they have allowed 600 people to... 600 people? That's a ton Pursue of excellence elsewhere. Pursue excellence elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> we like to call it that. Wow. We mostly like to tell them the news on Friday... Right at the very end of the works. 4.45. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah 4.45 on a Friday so they don't, they don't feel as bad. It, it appears that um, <laughs> most of these folks were customer service reps, which makes you wonder, what does that mean for Blizzard's customer service? Will you just be, like, sent into a giant IVR system, which will... We were, everyone will just always hit zero yeah. to eventually get to an operator to actually find a human to talk to? Or, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I guess the real question at hand is, that is this that really big of a deal? Blizzard letting well, it's one-tenth of their workforce. Is, is Blizzard letting go 600 employees, you know, regardless of where they were at in their company, you know, that big of a deal? I think it means something. I think it's a big deal because, yeah, their their subscriber base for World of Warcraft has been decreasing, but it hasn't like plummeted well, sure. below ten million. I mean, yeah, you got to expect that with games like, uh, you know, Knights, you know, the Old Republic coming out. You know, yeah. you're going to lose subscribers there. You know, tourists. of course, you're just going to have tourists. Oh, yeah. Jump from game to game to game. Well, I think you have to expect that when your expansion is going to be all about Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> so. <laughs> there, There is that. There is that. Yes. And, Small detail. And there's the, you know, the Diablo 3 is taking forever. The second installment of Warcraft 2 is, you know, not ready yet. So it's kind of a laggy time. And I don't know. I, I'm. I, it's just—it's the first time we've announced something like this in our history as a podcast for Blizzard. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you've heard of other—they've been on the rise since we started. You know, big well, yeah. companies, big, yeah. big, big, big development houses, 
had uh, layoffs before, certainly, but not Blizzard. No, it was always like... It's always like there's growth, we're having conventions, we're making new games. Yeah, it's like the zombie apocalypse has claimed the entire free world. Blizzard has, meanwhile... Plan yeah, to release yeah, a new expansion I mean, that, yeah, pack, that's an, that's great, and they're yeah. continuing to yeah. roll on unaffected by you know, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, but they're bulletproof. Now, now, they would never need to do something. Yeah, like now all of a that's sudden, that's a very good point. Um, here we are. Good point. So you know, uh, you know getting canned is yeah, you know, it sucks. You know, and our, our best wishes go out to all the Blizzard employees who you know lost their jobs. You know? Yeah, definitely. You know, that totally sucks. You know? that, that's kind of the reality of the world we live in these days you know our economy no matter how you want to spend it these days i mean it's still not yep still not back to the glory days i guess it's on the rise but not uh not where we'd like it and um you know yeah does this spell doom and gloom for you know world of warcraft or well it's diablo 3 you know the the new the new starcraft 2 expansion that comes out I think you know my you know as as the uh, reigning uh, Blizzard fanboy, <laughs> you know my my opinion is and and from those who I talk to are also Blizzard fanboys or girls, um, you know everybody is psyched for Diablo three and you know yeah. we're we're like you know it's taking forever but we're so ready for it to just be awesome. Um, everybody is psyched for Warcraft two's first or, you know, second installment. You can't really call it an expansion, but everybody's ready for that. The <coughs> As I hack up along, the Pandaren expansion? Nobody I've talked to is excited about that. Nobody I've talked to has said they're even going to buy it. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a wow, wow, you know. Wow, colloquially. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I mean, wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that. I find that to be pretty interesting that nobody I mean it's like a swing and a miss you know maybe if they'd have put the Pandaren thing before Cataclysm and then Cataclysm would have come out with you know or if they had something else besides the Pandaren like an equivalent phrase the the Pandarens would have just been a minor you know thing that they added you know like you get the monk class and you can be a panda but if they'd have come up with something you know a bigger carrot to, to dangle at the end of the stick for us but the I just don't think anybody finds this to be very exciting. No, so, do you, um, you know, how's your interest as far as, you know, Blizzard is concerned? Are you, were you planning on getting Diablo 3? Yes. StarCraft 2? I mean, yes. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, I am interested in Diablo 3 primarily because I want to play with other people here and out there in listener land. Right. That's the main reason I'm not particularly like, woo, I want to play Diablo 3 by myself. Uh, I'm more interested in playing it with other people. Right, right. Noah doesn't want to play with himself. <laughs> Done that far too much. Yeah. God, haven't it's we so all? It's so boring. Nobody knows <laughs> haven't what we all, man. to be the sad. Oh, sorry. One is the loneliest note. It is true. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, yeah, I... I, you know, I saw this article and it like. I liked your your editorial comment <laughs> that you said to Mark, right? When you reported to us, and I I sat there and I, I kind of watched this and I was like, you know, okay, you know, Blizzard, you know, they're obviously they're going through some kind of 
financial struggles right now. Okay? But what I hate is how they try to spin it. They're like, hey, you know, you know, we're still committed to releasing all these games, you know, in the next year or two, whatever, and you know, and, and everything's all good, you know, and the layoffs only occurred you know, outside of our development teams. Our development teams were really all that affected. So, hey, you know, everything's okay, right? And we're not having BlizzCon because we're just, we're so busy. Yeah, you know, and, and, you know, I hate, you know, I hate to be the party pooper here, but, you know, just because these layoffs didn't occur, you know, you know, mainly inside your development team area, Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that there's something not seriously going on well we know that the right we know that they're you know wow's on the decline for the first time yeah exactly um, you exactly. know i mean I, I don't care if it's you know joe the disgruntled janitor you know who you know who you 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 know you didn't like the smell of them or for some reason i don't care if it's jason the the asshole customer service rep the Argonaut. You know, who fucking hated, you know, who you hated talking to on the other line trying to get your, your password reset for whatever reason you couldn't get your password I reset. I was trying to get my password reset. And, you know, and I don't care if it's Judy the human resources bitch who, you know, you you know you couldn't clear your vacation through. Let's call her Susie. Yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I don't care who it was. You know, when you're, when you're laying 600 people off, there is some bad shit going down in your company. Period. Well, it makes it makes the company more agile and nimble. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's the thing, Mark. I mean, they totally tried to spin it like that. Well, they they're always like, do. They're like, oh, you know, you know, we we have to like restructure and and you know move resources here to there to there, but be reassured that everything, you know, you know, all of our developers, you know. You know, according to you know their estimates, and if you read what their estimates are, it's like maybe sixty actual developers lost their job out of this range of cuts. You know, ten percent. Ten percent of the layoffs were developers. Were, were developers. That's it. But but that makes it okay, right? <laughs> and uh, no, it's not. No. No, it's not. When you're laying six hundred people off, I don't care what department they're in, things are afoot. At the Blizzard Circle K. That's the only way you can interpret it. <laughs> Strange things are amiss at the End Circle of story. K. You can't yeah. interpret it any other way. But, the they, you, but yet they choose to spin it like that. They're like, oh yes, you know, everything's fine. You know, we're still dedicated to releasing, you know, three, four fucking games within the next two years or whatever. It's like, no, nah, it's like, yeah, that's great, whatever. It's like, where did those developers get cut? Well, you know, probably quality assurance. You're probably looking at customer service. Which, of course, they've tried to automate. But you know when you try to automate customer service, well, that just pisses people off. Mm -hmm. It becomes customer non-service. It becomes customer non-service. Because you're not talking to a real person who's actually dedicated to solving your goddamn problem. Strange that they don't let you use a bot to play WoW. But you have to talk to a bot when you call them for Very, help. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I think that's uh, a double standard. <laughs> you know, couple all of this, all of this with the fact that they they said, well, okay, we're going to cancel BlizzCon this year because we're so dedicated to focusing all of our energies on 
They're so on, busy. On our games, and we're so busy. We're so busy. No, you're not busy. You're running out of money. You're running out of money. You don't have the money to run BlizzCon. Why not just come out and say that? Why not just come out and say that? You know what? We can't afford BlizzCon this year. You know what? I, I think people would understand that, but they're not going to say that because that would create reality. It's a sense of weakness. The, the reality that you're financially fucked. You're financially fucked right now. But they're, they don't want to spin it like that. They don't want to spin it like that. They're, they're, they're like, well, we got all these games coming out. We're super busy. You know, we have so much going on. No. Bullshit. You guys are having some financial problems. Why don't you come out and say that? Well, they can't. They can't. It's not the American way. <laughs> The, the whole in-app purchase thing, Noah, is just so insidious. And it's done to such an extreme to where, you know, hey, you know, unless you protect yourself against it, you know, unless you're a smart parent, which, <laughs> unfortunately, there aren't many smart parents out there. Just throwing that out there. There aren't many smart parents out there in the world. Uh... You can play a game on your on your phone like a, like a Farmville type of game where mm -hmm. you have like you know options where you can you know build your little your little fields and all this and you can buy extra stuff but only if you purchase coins which will, you have to purchase the coins which will get you the trees which will get you the the cattle which will do all this other extra fun stuff but to get the women. All that stuff costs you money, hmm. and when you're when you hand your iPhone over to your little snot-nosed five-year-old brat who doesn't know the fuck that they're doing. For the record, my brat is not snot-nosed. I'm just saying that most five-year-olds are snot-nosed <laughs> and little brats, <laughs> and they will pick up your iPhone and they will take it and they will go, "Oh gosh, you know, I don't have enough coins to, you know." You know, build this little tree on my farm. So yes, I will press this little button here that says yes. Would you like to purchase, you know, fifty coins so you can purchase this fancy little tree that you can plant on your farm? Through the app store. And they will be like, oh yeah, I totally want that. I do, I do, I do. And they press that button. Boom. There's five, ten buttons gone down the drain. <laughs> Next thing you know, well. Pretty soon you're turning tricks on Colfax. <laughs> you know, Mark, it's kind of funny, you know, and and, and that is like a possible outcome. Possible, <laughs> yeah, possible outcome of that. But yes, that does happen quite often. More often than you don't even want to. Trick turning. Trick turning on Colfax. <laughs> yeah, I um. And that purchases are the tool of the devil. I've noticed a few apps that are. So aren't those basically microtransactions? Yeah. Like it's the same thing that's in City of Heroes exact and League of Legends and everything. Same exact Lord of the Rings Online free to play. And, and I think you have to, when you think of it from a consumer point of view, if you're looking at an app, say you say, okay, I want a Texas Hold'em game. And you go to the app store and your options are, you know, top paid games, top free games, and then miscellaneous. And you're like, well, let's see if there's a, top free game that's a poker game and it says Texas Hold'em like I can get that for free or I can pay three dollars for the the other one well 
you know, you look at the screenshots, they look roughly the same. It's a table. It's got cards. Like, I'm going to take the free one. And then you find out, well, if you actually want chips to get into the game, you have to spend money for in-app purchasing, which is, this in this it's example, that would be illegal. But, you know, it's kind of the same kind of thing. So it, it it's like, yeah, it's a, it's it's such bullshit, but yet it makes total sense because they're thinking, these people that are making these apps are like, I just want the most people to, you know, to get past that barrier of entry and get my app, and once they're in, they're I've in got them hooked. hooked, and then I'm just going to start, you know, start pulling them in, and, and because it's all going to go through, you know, whichever app store it is, be it the the uh, the one for the a Apple App Store, or the one for the Kindle, or the one for, you know, Google App Store, whatever, it's it's going to work the same way. The credit card info is there. It's a one-click purchase, mm -hmm. and you're done. And it makes total sense. I mean, from their point of view, it's it's brilliant. For the consumer, it's bad. And especially mm -hmm. for the uninformed consumer, it's really bad. Because oh, yeah, because if they've already purchased the app, and then they think that, okay, I'm going to purchase this. Uh, you know, okay, so everything I, you know, I just think that this is all part of the game. So those people who happened to buy this game and they were like, okay, well, you know, all these things are just like, okay, these are just those virtual credits that I was using to purchase stuff with. Right. No, they're not virtual credits. Those are actual, that's actual money that you're spending right now, you know? So it's like, okay, well, I just spent like all this like money on it and I didn't realize that I was doing it and well... Okay, yeah, you know, th this is where the slippery slope of, you know, free to play and not free to play. Well, it's and not free to play. <laughs> you know, comes into play here. I mean, so the only time um, I think it's truly free to play is where the stuff you're buying is just cosmetic, but doesn't affect gameplay. Yeah, in the instance of this, yeah, of that's... this particular game where they were like, "Well, we're going to release free to play." And then, oh, well, all of a sudden realize, eh, hey, you know, realize we can actually make money off of this game. Well, now, next time you update your app, we're actually going to require you to, you know, spend, you know, five bucks on it. And people are like, what? Yeah, I had access to this two weeks ago. No, I don't. I have to repay for yeah, it. Yeah, you know, I got to repay for it or whatever. And it's like, or people <clears> who have, you know, people who purchased it at the one ninety nine price point. Five ninety nine price point. It's it, just screwed up. It was pretty awesome in this article on the dark side of digital distribution because they talked about one app where you could have bought it initially for I think it was five or six bucks and it was the whole game. And then as this thing progressed, not only did it have like episodic content, which was the content that you would have already had that started to show up after the update that you were locked out of, but it also had ads that were sh popping up all over oh, the yeah. place. Yeah. You know, so, so yeah, not it's like only the that, double whammy. Like no content that's going yeah. There. Like, wow, this is yeah, it's great. Like total bullshit. You know, yeah. and I don't, you know, I used to work for Apple. You know, I don't mind saying it. All. Black turtleneck, blue jeans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like the total young hip hipster. Wow. <laughs> and when you... When you, you know, Apple's policy, you know, is, is pretty straightforward. If you purchase something, 
you know, an, an in-app purchase, uh, you know, whether it, you know, be like a thousand coins for Farmville or whatever, you know, stupid social media game that you're playing, um, you know, somebody would call in and they'd be like, hey, you know, I noticed there was like a $300 charge on my credit card. Um, where did this come from? I'd be like, oh, you know, I don't know. Let me check it out here. So I'd go and, you know, chat up with somebody from the iTunes store, and they'd say, well, you know, it was from this, uh, it was an in-app purchase from one of these, uh, you know, from one of these gaming apps, obviously. You know, for $300, they bought, like, a kajillion They coins. bought everything. Yeah, a kajillion coins or whatever, you know, so they could purchase whatever, and it was like, well, I didn't authorize that purchase. Well, you, you did not, uh, you know, obviously you did, but, you know, Apple is, Apple's cool up to a certain extent. They'll say, yeah, you know, okay, we'll grant you a one-time exception and refund your money, but we'll show you how you can prevent this kind of stuff from happening again. Hopefully you learned your lesson. The next time this happens, no. Mm-hmm. You know, you're paying for it. You're paying for it. Well, 300 bucks in Farmville, and I would I, hope you own yeah, the entire exactly. state of and, Kansas. And honestly... You know, in my brief time with Apple, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't count the number of times I, I got a phone call about that. About that. I bet, yeah. yeah. It was ridiculous. It was like, God, what do I do, you know? I saw this $300 charge on my credit card for, you know, for an in-app purchase. And I'm like, don't, don't, here, here's the solution. Don't give your fucking kid a, your fucking eyes on for one thing. <laughs> And let them just fucking do bullshit on it. Because you obviously are too stupid to know what the fuck you're doing. Jason is fairly... <laughs> Sorry. Fairly fired up about this one. <laughs> yes. Well, I think that uh, that covers that topic. We'd love to hear what you listeners think about it. If you've, uh, if you've had an app that you've purchased that's um, started to evolve into an entire new monetized model and or uh, yeah in ways you can never imagine or you know if you like grabbed one of those really weird looking cubes and you like you know you thought it was just a simple rubik's cube but you know once Next you did thing it you know it, like opened up a portal to the fucking you know hell, hell and there's cinnabites and <laughs> yeah. some guy with Let pins in his head that. That yeah cool. we'd love to know if you've in detail if you've managed to unlock one of the Hellraiser episodes in real life. That'd be awesome. Um, send us mail at M-A-I-L Jammassive.com <laughs> That worked. That yeah. worked. That was yeah. cool. It was, it was good. It that was, was better. Yeah. Close. It was, it was one attempt versus three. It's uh, <laughs> getting there. <laughs> Slowly, but with some with some creative editing, I'm sure it could be made better. Yo, potentially, if I had that motivation. Maybe a chorus or something. <laughs> yeah. In any case, that I think that wraps up episode 188. I will uh, go check into my iron lung for the rest of the night. And, Excellent. Uh, hopefully sleep well. And, uh, maybe by episode 189, I will uh, be able to communicate clearly and effectively. Nice. Yeah, I'm hoping... Anyway, thanks so much. Thanks for coming and joining us, Jay. Yeah, thank you, Jason. Thanks it's good, for having good me. Good having you, man. That's a good time. Same here. Pleasure. I don't think the cat's too happy about you 
using her litter box. I'm but other than that, all over my body. it's been good. Warcraft for ten years. If I can't play the Apple 3 suit, I might just kill myself.